Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today we're going to visit with our friends from Central Lakes College and with us today Dr. Harris Charlier, the president of Central Lakes College and Eric Hepner. Eric is the director of student life and folks welcome back to Community Focus. Uh, thanks so much it's always such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Dr. Charlier, I wanted to ask, uh, uh, how close are we to graduation this year? <laughs> you know, you're, you're touching on, uh, you're pulling on my heartstrings because it is our very favorite time of the year. And we are about, you know, what, Eric, now five weeks or so away wow. and trying to figure out how to do that in a way that honors students' amazing successes. And we're really excited that we're going to be able to do that in person this year. So we're thrilled. Good. Good. Let's back that picture up a little bit and take kind of a big snapshot of uh, the uh, college system itself, Minsky. I mean, you guys are doing very well this year, aren't they? You know, um, I've been part of lots of systems, and I'm really proud of Minnesota State, which is what we call our system. Okay. 37 colleges and universities, all really dedicated to providing extraordinary education and providing the talent that our whole state needs with a focus on making sure that every single student um, has opportunities to succeed. So we're working really hard on the equity front as well. And it's been really um, inspiring to see what's happening. And of course, our mission that you well know of building futures fits just perfectly in there. So this is the time of year that we're working on everyone's favorite topic, our biennial budget request. Ah. <laughs> um, we couldn't do our work without having a budget like most of us, even at our in our homes, right? Exactly. So we spent a lot of time talking with our legislators about uh, the support that we're requesting from the state. We so appreciate the state support, and they have really been remarkably supportive of the work. But at CLC, it's either that state support or tuition. And we really want to keep tuition, as we'll talk about later, really affordable for students who have lots of challenges in their lives. So, yeah, lots of good things happening all across the system. It's a great time to be part of Minnesota State. Yeah, and it's interesting as you talk to the legislature about budget, I mean, more so than ever, you've got the next workforce that you are preparing in your um, in your facilities across the state. I mean, really, this baby boom uh, gem- generation is retiring faster than ever right now. Yeah, it's true. And when you think about the power of Minnesota State, I mean, we have on any given year over a quarter of a million students. And wow. we educate... Um, the highest proportion of students of communities of color or historically and currently marginalized communities than anyone in the state. So what we know is to get that talent excited and ready to take these great jobs, we have to provide a vehicle for everyone to succeed. And what's so cool is that the entire system is really dedicated to that. So, you know, while we've, this is a tough year, we all know that, but you get a lot of um, energy around knowing what you're part of. So it really is an exciting time. Excellent. Well, Eric, uh, we had you on uh, a year or so ago and talked about some of the things that you do, and you were so excited. And <laughs> I, I think that this year had to be particularly challenging with some of the things that you do to help students uh, try and have a, a normal student life at Central Lakes College. Yeah, was it only a year ago? It feels like that was about <laughs> 10 years ago. I know, right? It does. <laughs> a lot, this last year has just been the longest. I know a lot of people feel that way. But yeah, we have really uh, strived to just keep and maintain 
a really vibrant student life community on both of our campuses. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Um, one of the resources that I talked about last time, I want to talk a little bit about again this time, it's really been getting um, used frequently. It's probably our number one resource. It's our CLC food pantry. Oh. So when we talk about basic needs, food always rises to the highest level. And at the food pantry, our motto is eat well, study well. Mm-hmm. We really live by that. Students kind of reaffirm the importance of that motto every day at CLC. And I think uh, with a lot of folks, uh, college students aren't the first ones that pop into your mind when you think about people that are going hungry. But up to 48% of our students are food insecure, meaning that they've gone, you know, 24 hours between meals pretty frequently. So um, not having the the daily means to purchase the food that they need. Um, I was just talking to a student the other day. He was telling me that um, he has $2 in his bank account. Um, He goes from class here at CLC from 8 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. in a technical program, being trained for the workforce, has a great attitude, works really hard. Instructors speak very highly of him. I think that he an employer is going to be really happy with him once he graduates here this spring. But, you know, he just has those struggles. He's got two kids at home, a, a brand new baby. Oh and um, it just really finding, you know, the ability to, to make ends meet is, is tough. So he's talked about quite often how the food pantry has saved him on several occasions to be able to go into a bright, inviting space where the stigma of getting free food is really broken down because almost all of our students use it mm-hmm. and to be able to, to use those resources. So, you know, I, I think at the college and Harrow would probably agree, we can't, you know, um, prepare tomorrow's industry leaders, you know, to be diesel mechanics, welders, nurses, et cetera, um, if we're not really making sure that we're taking care of them and they're going to class on full tummies instead of empty. So, um, that's the reason that we've really created some of these resources and, and have full functioning food pantries on both of our campuses. You know, I, I couldn't agree more. And I just wanted to say that I also find it incredibly inspiring, you know, that through everything that we are going through and through all the challenges as Eric, Eric's talked about, food insecurity, housing insecurity, daycare, you know, jobs that our students still find a way to prioritize education. You know, it just, it is, they really do inspire us. So they deserve our best. And our food pantry is one example of that. And Eric, where does the food in the food pantry come from? Is it by donations? Yeah, it's primarily donations. You know, and we can really, um, when people make monetary donations, we can really stretch those dollars far because we're connected with several area food banks. Second Harvest, North Central Food Bank, Auto Grand Rapids being the main provider of all of our food. But for every dollar that we use purchased food from them, we can turn that into four meals. Oh my! So when we when we get food from them, it comes on the pallet, and those pallets of food don't last very long on both of our campuses. Students are um, taking us up on the offer to um, use that that good and nutritious food that we're able to get, and we've got a lot of local partners too. Uh, Costco and Target have been just amazing with us for letting us rescue food from them once a week. Wonderful! So they give us food that. Um, just isn't selling on the shelves or maybe the best buy date just passed and it's still great food and we're able to get that from them for free and what students have got it down when we bring that food on campus they i think they've (laughs) set their watches to it because they're there at the doors when we're coming in and uh there's some great stuff that we've gotten from them a lot of other community partners i can talk about a little bit if you guys have time for it yeah, absolutely. Uh, we should talk about your community partners. And I'll ask right away, can the community at large make a donation or a contribution? 
Well, of yes. course, you know that, right? <laughs> uh, through our through our website, then go right to clcmn.edu and head to our foundation. Um, and there's opportunity to give a donation. And, and as Eric said, I don't know anybody who can leverage a dollar uh, for students in a way that Eric can. So that would go to really, really good use. And you made a reference to it. There are pantries at both campuses, Staples and Brainerd, right? Yep. You know, okay. our Staples campus is quite a bit smaller, but it has the same mission. And we've always made sure to um, have kind of equitable spaces and resources for, for both campuses. So we've got a full-fledged pantry. That's where I'm calling in from today is our Staples campus. And we've got all the same amenities here for students as well. Fantastic. You know, when I think of our food pantry, there's an image that comes to mind. You know, lots of food pantries in the community, they're run differently and um, are very dedicated to helping people just just have a good life. But often students are worried about not qualifying, right, or mm-hmm. having to prove something. So Eric and his team have made it very clear that a pantry has to be wide open and there should be no stigma. It should just be we're partners in this, right? So students don't have to provide any evidence of need. They walk in, they take what they want, and all we ask them to do is put a hash mark on a whiteboard so we can get a sense for how many people we're serving. So when I think of that pantry, I remember when Eric showed me that whiteboard once about a year and a half ago, and it was covered with hash marks. And that week we had served 400 students. So, you know, it's that idea that students uh, come to us with lots of struggles and they should know that at CLC, we want to know what they are. We want to walk with them through those struggles. And this pantry is just one example of that. A great example. Yeah, and, oh. and Hera, you and uh, Eric both mentioned the word stigma, and I want to ask Eric that because uh, that's very true. Uh, the, the student you talked about that has, you know, a family, I can see where he's, he's hesitant. There's a certain amount of pride there. You yeah. don't yeah. think you want to go. How do you get the word out that this is okay? Well, I think that the number one thing is to put it in a space that's, that's nice and inviting and is, is kind of a student hangout zone. Um, because what we've found when we've done that is that almost all students feel comfortable then um, utilizing the services. It's not behind a closed door. You don't have to ask for permission to get to it. It's just there. And, you know, to be honest, we've got great food service providers on both of our campuses. Mm-hmm. And if a student has the money to go spend there and get a, a great hot meal, they're going to do that because that meal, you just can't compete with it. It's the student that comes to us that just during that moment, they don't have the bucks to spend so um, we're able to provide that resource for them because we know that, you know, each and every day there's there's stressful tests and exams and things that are taking place. You just can't do that on an empty stomach. You can't do it very well. Um, I remember when I was attending our Staples campus for our heavy equipment program, I uh, our food shelf at that time was in a different location on campus, kind of an inaccessible area. You would be seen if you were using it. So um, it was one of those things where I was a student worker and I'd wait until the evening time. It was just me and uh, the maintenance staff and, that were in the building. And that's when I would access it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really kind of dawned on me that like, hey, there's an issue here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to do what's best for our students, but they're not accessing it because of that stigma. Interesting. Right. And wow. do you have some other services that you're providing right now that are important for students as well, Eric? Yeah, um, again, kind of on on the food side of things, we do uh, monthly distributions on both of our campuses. So yesterday we just had one on our Brainerd campus where Second Harvest North Central Food Bank came and did a pop-up pantry. We've been doing these once a month. You may have seen them advertised online. We've done them in several other locations around the Brainerd Lakes area as well. 
but basically to show up with the truck we get some volunteers from crowing county essentia from the college from all over and we we just give out food as people drive through and we've done the same thing in staples we started with ruby's pantry this last summer and seen huge numbers of people come through and this drive-through model is really working well because again that stigma of of having to you know come and ask for help but when you're in your vehicle I think people feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, they just come through, we load them up, and they're on their way, and then might see them the next month. We might not. But, um, you know, the food options they're getting through that is really great, too. And that's open to the uh, the community, and we see a lot of students come through as well. Yeah. Another item that we've been doing is um, through our food service, um, faculty and staff, and anybody that wants to, they can purchase meals for students. So then we oh. uh, pass out those vouchers to students that – you know, have expressed a need, mm-hmm. and then they're able to go to our food service and, and get a free meal that way. That is and really That's cool. such a cool program. It's called Swipe Out Hunger because you swipe with your credit <laughs> or debit card. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was the vision of, I think, one of our one of our fabulous um, interns, right, at the, at the food pantry who just said, you know, sometimes I have a little extra, and I'd really like to have an opportunity to pay forward. And I bet you others are the same. And the last number that I saw for this round was – like 40 meals had been donated. So it is, nice. it is very cool. It is. And, you know, Ken, you mentioned a really important topic, which is this stigma thing that keeps coming up. We also see a lot of this around uh, the mental health needs that we're seeing in our students, in our communities, and our employees. Yes. So we have worked really hard to reduce that stigma and make sure that it's absolutely okay to struggle. It's absolutely okay to say, this is incredibly hard. I am incredibly lonely. I am frustrated. I am angry in some cases. Um, and that we want CLC to be the place that it's really okay to not be okay. And now we've got free mental health services for all students um, and our employees. And that we think that's part of kind of the healing process that we we need to make available. And it, none of it works if there's a stigma around it. Yeah. So that's important. That's really uh, gratifying to hear because uh, you hear so much about younger people, uh, high school and college age, that really struggle with this pandemic mentally. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And and they're very, because we spent a lot of time talking about it, they're very open now um, to share their stories. And it's really just powerful to hear, you know, those of us who have struggled with mental health and you know, I, I have very publicly shared that, you know, I went through a clinical depression years ago, and it's hard to envision that it's not about being sad about, about a particular thing. It's about stuff that's happening in your head that you can't control. Can't help it. Right. And it can feel so lonely and dark. And uh, we want our students to know that it's okay, and you're not alone, and we'll help you through it. But it's amazing how they're willing to share their stories. And then that's inspiring to everybody else so that they know they're, they, it's okay to not be okay. So yeah, it, it, I think a lot of people are struggling right now. So we're happy to see the sunshine. That helps a little bit, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> the positive things out, that are out there. And, and we know at CLC and in this community that the future really is bright. And we're seeing more and more people come in for tours, like campus tours, where they're thinking about, I really want to be part of building this new economy. I want to be part of changing my life. So we want people to know that they should come visit us in person, online, whatever works for you. We can find a way to help them find their path. And their path won't look like anybody else's. It'll be unique. And that's important to us. Love it. And some of those other campus things are getting back to normal, too. I know your baseball (laughs) team is playing and some of the spring sports are going on. So this is another (laughs) sign that things are trying to return to normal. And that's good for all of us. 
You're right. Yeah, come out and cheer for the Raiders. They're on the field. Uh, there were lots. There's a quite a crowd this weekend. They're doing great. So lots of activities happening. And um, I know that we're close to the end of time here. So I will just tell people, please, you know, jump on our website, see what's going on from musical concerts to talent shows to poetry readings to baseball and softball and um, coming up commencement. So lots of ways to participate. And we are really excited. Very good. Sounds wonderful. Eric, thanks for what you're doing for students there. Hera, thank you. We always appreciate you coming in to talk about what's happening at Central Lakes College. And will we talk to you again before graduation? Yes, we will. Absolutely. And we appreciate you having us. I'm so glad you got to hear from Eric, who's just one of the amazing people at CLC. I know that you know that. So thanks for all you're both doing. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Ditto. All right. <laughs> Our guests today, Dr. Harris Charlier, the president of Central Lakes College, and Eric Hepner, who is the director of student life. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs are available anytime. Just go to our website, 1067wjjy.com. And you can also listen through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.